Seers strive ever upward for greater and greater levels of truth. Crystals store and amplify energy. It's as simple and as sophisticated as that. Hi folks, I'm Anne-Marie, the Soulful Therapist. There are natural, gentle ways to heal, discover yourself and find meaning in the world. Let me introduce you to them. I'm a psychotherapist, past life therapist, clinical hypnotherapist, master knitter, Reiki master, teacher, author, and seer. I specialize in trauma, helping young people, and spiritual development. Shall we begin? I'm going in. Glenis gave me a steady, unwavering look. The heat beat down in shimmering waves. We were only going to be able to stand here for a few minutes without committing. The heat would force me to a decision, one way or another. The desert was brutal like that. You do remember what happened last time you tried this, she said. Yep, I went blind and dizzy and became quite disorientated. Uh huh. This time, I think I can do it. I've done so much work and I'm so much more grounded. I want to try. Okay, she said. What do you want me to do? Well, if I go blind, can you lead me back out because I won't be able to see to find my way? She just nodded and in we went. I walked carefully through the door, placing each foot down, heel, toe, heel, toe. I could feel the crystalline energies humming around me and so far, I was fine. Wow. Deep breath. Actually, this might turn out okay. Hi, Jenny. I acknowledge I'm here again, but this time I brought backup. No worries, love, came the answer. Doing well. Last time I was blind by the time I reached the first row of crystals. This shop was not devoted to New Age frivolity. Sunny and Jenny were prospectors and lapidarists. They loved their rocks. The crystals to the back of the shop weighed several kilograms and were resonating some serious frequencies. Halfway down an aisle, so far, so good. I took a deep breath and paused to just enjoy how beautiful they were. How wonderful it was not to be overwhelmed by their energy. I could feel my feet beneath me and the concrete floor and the ground beneath that. The years of intentional grounding and Reiki had paid off. I could feel the crystal frequencies and keep my balance. I was still in my body. I walked to the end of the aisle where the big crystals sat and my vision faded to grey. Okay, I said to my support crew, help me find the door before I can't feel my feet. Time to leave. Outside again, I planted my backside in the dirt. The desert sun baked my bones while I waited for the rhythm of the earth to ground me again. Someone gave me some water. I had done so much better, and I'd do better still. I had reached a milestone. I was no longer overwhelmed by crystal energy, just walking into their vicinity. My heart overflowed with joy and relief. Mm. 
In the last episode, we meditated using the violet flame, and I've mentioned that we can improve and amplify our meditation with a crystal. Sounds like a great idea, doesn't it? (laughs) But I've found that it always pays to have a think before rushing headlong into a new direction, and some of us are just too sensitive not to. Discernment is one of the first spiritual lessons, so let's do that now. Before we get into the how of doing meditation with crystals, let's be discerning. Let's consider why we'd want to do this. Why would we want to use a crystal to amplify our meditation? How does it work? And is there anything we need to be cautious about? Albert Einstein said everything is energy and that's all there is to it. Match the frequency of the reality you want, and you cannot help but get that reality. It can be no other way. This is not philosophy. This is physics. So it follows that if we want world peace, we need to resonate at the frequency of perfect peace. If we want a more compassionate world, we need to resonate with unconditional love. This is the basis for meditations that serve the greater good. It's also the basis for many religions. It's a great thing to aspire to. Wow, perfect peace and unconditional love. That's a pretty tall order. How do we do that? How do we do it when our personality may not give us a spare two minutes of calm reflection? Partnership. Partnership and teamwork is how we do it. Partnership and teamwork bridges the gap between how we are in everyday moments and the greater reality we wish to create. With practice, it bridges the gap between our personality-based thinking and spiritual truth. By the way, that's with a capital T. When we meditate and work in partnership with the elemental intelligence of a properly prepared crystal, we can be incredibly effective and we can do better and better. So how do we know? How do we know that it's better to meditate with a crystal and it will bring us these outcomes? At this stage, all you have is my word for it. What I'm about to say is very important. And if you only remember one thing from this episode, this is it. Never substitute someone else's judgment for your own. Never substitute someone else's judgment for your own. Test and measure. Ask great questions. Observe the outcomes. And be wary of people who can't laugh at themselves or put you down for digging deep into the topic. Ask yourself before and after trying something, how am I now? Am I better for that experience or worse? Is it a case that you're learning or is this not for you? Never be afraid to say, this is not for me and walk away. I know from painful experience that it can take years to unlearn the wrong things. I know what it's like to be worse off for someone else's input. I know what it's like to have to reclaim myself after getting off track with the wrong information or just by being too sensitive. So now let's lay the foundations. How do we prepare for meditating with crystals? By the way, there will be a document in the show notes with all the details for you as well. 
Step one is choosing the right crystal for you. I recommend as natural as crystal as possible. And if you can find a Jenny and Sunny in your local area, that's perfect. People who love rocks and don't pre-program the crystals with their own intention are great to buy from. You might want to call ahead and request to view natural male clear quartz crystals because these are the people with a selection on display and thousands at home. <laughs> so you may as well ask them to bring in some of their favourites from home. Often people ask me whether they should get a crystal ball. And no. Um, apart from being quite expensive, a natural clear quartz crystal will do the job quite adequately. Crystal balls can be quite useful for objective clairvoyance. These are the people that see clearly with their eyes open. And that's not many of us. For those who are subjective clairvoyance, and these are the people that are more sensitive, they see best with their eyes closed. And so a natural terminated clear quartz crystal is best. So now you're in your favourite crystal shop and there's an array of clear quartz crystals in front of you, what do you do next? So just simply let yourself pick up the one that you are drawn to without overthinking it, just whichever one you're drawn to. Hold it in your left hand. Now this is going to make you look like a bit of a weirdo in public, but it's okay. <laughs> this is the way to choose your crystal. So hold it in your left hand, close your eyes, and actually place that crystal between your heart chakra and your throat chakra, pointing upwards. Now say love, 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 and send the crystal pale pink energy from your heart. Now, if you don't want to look too weird, only slightly weird, you can say that in your head. You'll feel the crystal actually respond to this wave of beautiful love energy. And at that point, say, release energy, and you'll feel the love coming back to you. Crystals store and amplify energy. So they will send back to you exactly what you have actually sent them. Now pay attention to your body. Different crystals will affect different chakras. It may feel like heat or tingling or buzzing in different parts of the body. A crystal that's good for meditation will affect the third eye and or the crown chakra. So it'll feel like heat or tingling or buzzing in the, either the middle of your forehead, the third eye, or on top of your head, the crown. Now here we've been mostly talking about clear quartz crystals, but there are some other crystals which are actually quite good for meditation. These are chrysophase and iolite. Now, if you're a Pisces, the chrysophase is not going to be for you. Uh, you might like to try the iolite. But all of these crystals will activate clairvoyance. Step two is to cleanse your crystal. So once you've paid for and bought your crystal home, it's time to clean it. And the method I'm about to share with you comes from Edmund Harold the only person I've ever met who can make crystals sing. Many people advocate burying crystals in the dirt or projecting light and love at them or putting them out underneath the full moon. I lost a lot of crystals in the garden before I discovered Edmund's method. 
When I rediscovered them, it was often at the end of a, a shovel or a garden fork. They weren't so good after that. When we project light and love, we are still projecting our mental emotional imprint because we're all human. None of us are perfect yet. So it's not the best way to clean a crystal, uh, but if you have a crystal like selenite that cannot be immersed in water, uh, they do disintegrate, uh, it is an option. When crystals are put out underneath a full moon, they are actually charged with the astrological energies being projected at the earth at that time. So this makes them powerful tools for healing, and they're definitely charged, but not necessarily clean. To use these crystals in a way that's actually beneficial for people, I recommend investigating the energies of each full moon so that you know what you're working with. Remember, if we aspire to be light workers, we must first do no harm. So we really do need to be as educated as we can be about what we are doing, what's influencing our work, rather than just hoping blindly that we're doing the right thing. So let's look at what we need to do to clean this crystal. Using Edmund's method, our ingredients are a glass container per crystal, not plastic, Celtic sea salt, you can get this from any health food store and even most of the major supermarkets now, any form of vinegar, two-thirds of a cup of warm water, and cold running water. Okay, so what do we do with all of these things? So first of all, we want to put one level teaspoon of sea salt and a teaspoon of vinegar into the glass jar. Add two-thirds of a cup of warm water and just make sure all that salt is dissolved and then put the crystal into the bath and let it soak there for 10 minutes. You don't want that water too hot, you're going to crack the crystal uh, and you don't want it too cool because the salt won't dissolve. After about 10 minutes, wash your crystal under cold running water and pat it dry in a tea towel. Don't let any of that dirty water touch any other crystal. It really is one crystal per bath because what happens is any of the negative imprint, any of the negative energies that have been influencing that crystal is now in that water. So just pop it straight down the sink. Give your crystal a bath about once a week. You can also do it when it feels low in energy and especially if someone else touches it. Uh, if you've got children who love the crystals, it's okay if parents touch that crystal, but otherwise you must keep your crystals away from other people touching it. This can actually be quite a difficult thing. Um, I've had people pounce on me from across the room and grab the crystal around my neck. <laughs> it's not a comfortable thing. Uh, and of course, as soon as somebody else touches it, they're actually putting their energy vibration, their mental emotional imprint into that crystal. So take it off, take it home, give it a bath, <laughs> okay? Because you don't want to walk around in somebody else's vibration. Uh, this is also an important thing to remember if you have any inherited jewellery as well, uh, because you really can walk around with somebody else's karma. So giving you know uh, an inherited ring or piece of jewellery a bath like this can be quite beneficial. And we'll talk later on about uh, what to do with inherited jewellery as well. Step three. Step three is to activate your crystal. So crystals have elemental intelligence. 
So just as you would introduce yourself to a work colleague and have a chat about the job to be done, it's important to introduce yourself to the intelligence residing within your crystal. Albert Einstein says everything is energy. Esoteric philosophy says everything is intelligence. And Edmund Harold says that crystals are the children of the earth. So this activity is more than imagination. We are co-creating and teamworking with another intelligence. So we all benefit by expanding our consciousness. The following visualization technique comes from Edmund Harold's work. So find yourself a comfortable spot and we'll begin. If you're listening while driving, please pause. Put the pause button down on the podcast. Uh, combining trance states and driving is a recipe for absolute disaster. So wait until you're home <laughs> and you're not in charge of machinery. But if you're ready, closing your eyes now and focusing on your breathing, use whatever breathing technique suits you, whether it's yoga breathing or rhythmic breathing while counting or breathing in compassion for yourself and breathing out compassion for all other beings, deeper and deeper with each breath, more and more relaxed. Becoming aware now of a beautiful, serene state of tranquility, deeper and deeper with each breath, and turning your attention now to your crystal, and noticing that its solid form is becoming more fluid, more expansive, growing bigger and bigger until you're standing before one of the facets of the crystals. You become aware that this facet is actually a door and that you can enter. Project light and love toward the indwelling intelligence of the crystal. Love and light and then step inside. Stopping now just inside the crystal to take stock of this environment. The air is cool and clear and crisp, alive with unseen energy. Keep projecting light and love. As you give, so you receive. Looking up now towards the top of the crystal and you notice that light is flowing into the crystal light that's becoming colours, and then a rainbow of colours flowing around inside the crystal. Feel yourself surrounded by every colour of the rainbow, and then draw this vitalising energy into yourself. Feel this beautiful healing energy restoring and harmonising. Take as long as you need. Absorb this beautiful energy until you feel completely restored, refreshed and renewed. Becoming aware now, in the midst of all this beautiful colour, a wonderful crystalline stairway, twisting and winding its way to the upper levels of the crystal. And as you slowly climb the stairs, you become aware of the beautiful energies intensifying and becoming more healing, more tranquil, more serene. And at the top of the stairs, 
you become aware of a platform and seated on the platform is the indwelling elemental intelligence of the crystal. Keep projecting light and love, love and light. The crystal may be somewhat nervous with your unexpected invasion of its domain, but this is calmed with your thought form of unconditional love. Just take note of what form the intelligence of the crystal takes. It may be an image, a feeling, a sound, a name, whatever it is. Continue to send light and love and observe its gentle acceptance of your loving thoughts. Approaching the crystal intelligence now and establishing a relationship, notice the flow of communication between you. Communicate what you need to progress your spiritual journey and expand your consciousness and discover in turn how you can help the crystal with its growth. And now we dedicate the crystal and our work together. I dedicate this crystal to universal purpose. From this moment on, I undertake to use its energies to benefit all living things. For I am one with the creative source and therefore one with all life forms. In that which I am, I now activate the intelligence within this crystal in order that its energy may now be used to serve that universal purpose. Taking the time you need to communicate with your crystal and knowing that you can come back here at any time And now it's time to awaken. And I'll awaken you by counting up from 1 to 10. And when I say 10, you can open your eyes. You'll be awake and alert, in full control of your body and your mind, feeling wonderful, refreshed, relaxed, filled with beautiful energy, feeling great. 1, 2, 3, 4. More and more awake and alert, feeling wonderful. Four, five, six. More and more awake, feeling great. Seven, eight. Nearly awake now. Nine, ten. Just wriggling your fingers and toes now, reminding yourself you actually do have a physical body. So now you have a dedicated crystal activated with love that you can use for daily meditation. Well done. And just a final point to consider. We only receive as we give. When we give love, the crystal will store and amplify this energy. When we project light and love to planet Earth, it returns to us threefold. If we wish to receive, we must give. And this is why I encourage all of you do the violet flame meditation every day. Spend a few minutes projecting light and love to the earth. It's an excellent way to start every day.
I love getting questions and I need more of them. You can record your questions on your smartphone and email them to me at Anne at annemariemcglasson.com. I'll do my best to answer questions every week. Hi, Anne. My plans always seem to grow better when I project kindness and happiness toward them. Is this just the frequencies that we emit or is it energy of thought? Thank you so much for your question. There's been an enormous amount of research that's being done right now to do with plants and communication both with people and with plants communicating with each other. Uh, I'm not up to date with all of that research, so um, I suggest you have a bit of a look into it. What we do know is that we are all swirling forms of atoms and energy and frequency and light and sound and, of course, symbols as well, which is what seers are trained to actually see. When we creatively use these energies which are us we can get some really wonderful outcomes so your question is all about speaking to your plants so when we speak the words that we speak have an energy but also our intention behind those words also has an energy as well so we put that into play into that communication words are to do with uh, our mental being and we have a lower mental aspect which is often to do with our personality. And then we have our higher mental aspect, which is to do with you know wonderful uh, new thought forms to do with philosophy and knowledge and putting the right things into play. When you're speaking to your plants, it's really clear to me that you're actually charging your words with feelings. So again, feelings come from the heart and we have the lower expression of the heart and that would be personal love, so love for a partner or a child or a play or, you know, a beautiful piece of artwork. And then we have the higher aspects, which is it becomes impersonal. So we've got unconditional love for all people, irregardless of their their state uh, and their uh, impact upon the world. So it's a really complicated question as a really good question, and I hope I've given you enough to actually begin teasing that apart for you. But it's clear to me you're actually charging some beautiful words uh, with wonderful intention and some great feelings. And when we do that, we start to get some really beautiful outcomes. So thank you for your question. So I love it when people actually send in their questions. I love hearing people's voices. Sometimes people are a bit shy though, so uh, oftentimes they will text me a question. And so I've got a couple of other questions here. Um, The first one is, uh, what is grounding? Uh, And we've just been talking about this this episode. And how important is it? Uh, This one is actually a really, really good question. If you actually have a bit of a look at some of the Buddhist monks, they will actually wear these beautiful, deep, rich red tones. Now, those colors represent grounding. Okay. There is a beautiful saying that says, you can't be so heavenly that you know earthly good. (laughs) We all get given bodies. It's so that we can actually create Uh, things in the world and you can't do that unless you're properly grounded. Uh, My story at the top end of the episode was an example of not being grounded at all. (laughs) Some of us are a bit floaty to begin with Uh, but if you want to do some powerful spiritual work whether it be just to be able to meditate without falling asleep 
or whether it's to be able to bring about some really beautiful healing outcomes, then being grounded is essential. What happens is that when you start to work with higher energies, that all pours into the physical body. Okay, You have to be strong enough to hold that. And the only way to be strong enough to hold that is to be well connected to the planet and to yourself and your physical body. So if you want to be more effective in the world, become more grounded. You want a spiritual mindset and you want a healthy, strong body. So grounding, very, very important. And it can take years to get good at it. Uh, it took me quite some time to actually get to be very grounded. And the more grounded I am, the more effective I've actually become. So it's a really good question. This is another uh, question. that I hear this one very commonly uh, when I teach uh, my past life days. I do uh, full day workshops uh, on uh, past life therapy. And this one I hear very frequently. I've been told that I'm an old soul. And it feels really good to be told I'm an old soul. But if I'm an old soul, how come I feel really lost? Um, I hear that one a lot. People are just really confused how, you know, somebody can come up to them and go, you're a really old soul. Or sometimes there'll be a baby born and you can just look into this child's eyes and you can go, wow, I can just see such a beautiful depth of wisdom there. Unfortunately, when we get born, uh, we don't get the instruction manual that comes with it. <laughs> it's a bit of a test. Um, if you follow the esoteric philosophy, which says that we have many lifetimes, uh, which creates a beautiful opportunity to get really good at some stuff that's really hard, like unconditional love, um, but we actually get born, in a sense, with amnesia um, so that we can really test ourselves it's a bit like a closed book exam. Like, did we really learn what we needed to learn about generosity and patience and standing up against cruelty and bullying? Did we really learn it? The things that we truly did learn in a past life, we can't not do now. Okay. And so oftentimes people have a perception that, wow, you're doing all these things automatically. So you're an old soul. So sometimes that will appeal a bit to our egos, but then usually the people that come to me are very sensible and they go, wow, if I'm an old soul, how come I haven't got other things you know, worked out yet? And the soul incarnates to harmonize different parts of the personality. So nobody's ever going to be perfect. That's a part of it. This is like a school and we're all working our way through it. Sometimes labelling ourselves as old souls can actually be a bit of a trap as well uh, because it means that we might not take the steps that we actually need to. Uh, and my teacher, Brian Weiss, he always laughs. He's got a beautiful, wry way of looking at the world. And he says, really, saying you're an old soul is a bit like um, I failed year three 27 times. It's not something you want to own up to. <laughs> So I often think about that and sort of laugh. So it's okay to be a bit confused about what the world has handed you. You haven't got given an instruction book and uh, it's okay to actually take a couple of lifetimes uh, to get some of these things down pat. Uh, again, Brian Weiss says that we're here to learn lessons in love and we need to learn them from every angle and to the deepest depths. So I don't know about you, that's going to take me a little while. Don't forget to subscribe 
and I love reading the comments on iTunes. Your requests for spiritual mentoring and storytelling have created something really special. So I hope you enjoy it. And if you do, please share with a friend or two. See you next time.